Evening, folks. We are back again with a. I was going to say bang, but it was a bit of a bit of a flop in the end, result-wise. But uh, the the season is over. Clan season is over. Playoffs are done. We didn't win, albeit we were optimistic, thought we were going to do it. We didn't, um, but overall, we'll get our thoughts on the season. Loads of other news, things that have happened around the league so far. Um, and I think we're going to try and do our, our usual player rating, which involves going back, looking at terrible predictions we did at the start of the year and and see what, what kind of way the team could possibly shape up next season. So lots to pack in. Uh, and this is this is one of the good episodes, hopefully. The rest are usually shy. <laughs> yeah, it's everyone's everyone's favourite episode, this. Um the fans fans' favourite. Yeah, as season review, just kinda of laughing at our own uh ridiculous predictions pre season. And uh, yeah. just how far just how far away we are from from what we said. If you're gonna, I'd recommend if you're gonna listen to one, listen to this. So if you heard that, that means you're listening to it. So good on you. Or listen, uh, to the, listen to the pre-season one first. And then <laughs> listen to the, this yeah. one. Can't remember what episode that was. Uh, maybe, maybe in the eighties, something like that. Don't remember, but go back, find it yourself, and enjoy it. Anyway, we've got to start with. The clan's quarter-final games against Cardiff, um, obviously over um, over two nights. The first game we went down to Cardiff and came away with a, a 4-3 win, which was great. I think we'd said before that we would we would take any kind of result that kept us in the game, and that definitely did. Uh, I mean, a one-goal lead. We also had we had a, a two goal lead, believe it or not, going into the final two and a half minutes, and Cardiff got one back. And actually, looking looking overall at things, I think that was a big goal for them, um, because two goals coming up to Glasgow would have been difficult to overturn. Albeit they, they did get to just from a mindset point of view. Yeah, you're right. Um... Having that advantage, a two goal advantage is obviously better than a one goal advantage and scoring so late on as well, Cardiff was kinda of seemed to be a trend for them throughout the the playoffs, I guess. Um and that's just, you know, it's, it's if you play like that then, you know, chances are you're gonna do well and uh be in with a chance of winning. And you know, if you play sixty minutes and that's obviously what they've what they've done throughout. Yeah, and the, the thing is that we, we both were quite confident going into it that uh, if we managed to to do certain things, small details, that we that we would come away with a good result. And um, you know, in the end they did they did get that dreaded power play goal that we talked about. Hmm. Uh, but to go down there score four times uh, the kind of usual suspects coming up with up with goals, as well as Colin Campbell, who's we'll probably get to. I would say struggled this season, um, but 
we faced Shane Starrett faced thirty nine shots, I think. Um, so again, he was he was an important factor in, in getting that result. Um, and I, after that, seeing that that result, I did think we could still definitely do it. Um, but obviously, what what transpired on the Sunday was was disappointing. But albeit you, you are playing against the team that did go on and and win it in the end. Uh, you know, good effort again, but it's, it's it's another defeat at that stage. It's quite frustrating, really. Yeah, it's that is frustrating. Um, you know, you kind of look at the the game on Saturday. Obviously, we did really well, but we took I think it was about double the number of penalties as Cardiff. So it was always going to be difficult from that perspective as well, given how good their power play is. Um, yeah, they had, and then, they had uh, six six power plays to one apparently. <laughs> yeah. So actually, to keep them to one goal was was impressive, really. Yeah, pretty good going actually, all things considered. There. Um, and I don't know, so like, you at the game on on Sunday? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, so obviously, you could probably comment more on the game on Sunday, but just kind of overall, I think. I think we can kind of we can be happy with the performances. I think from from the team um, just getting edged out by uh, what is obviously a, a better team in the end. You can't really argue with that. Um, and if anything, it just kind of highlights the importance of of the league itself and how doing well in the league sets you up well for the playoffs. Um, so I'm kind of hoping, I'm sh- and I'm sure it will be, but. I'm hoping that Malcolm Cameron's looking to build a team next season that can finish top four. And I know that that's maybe might seem like a bit of a stretch, but the reality of it was even this season we weren't really that far off Nottingham. Um and you know, if if that gets you into the top four, it gives you a better opportunity for the playoffs. Um it's been too long since we've had a or since we've been at the finals weekend and I think that kind of needs to change um, and hopefully it will change next season but the coach has had a season now so I'm looking forward to seeing what he can build next year Yeah, completely agree, I mean the, the Sunday game was was enjoyable, I thought it was it was a complete um, 50-50 game very even on the shots and two goaltenders that I think are really top of the game uh, best, two of the best in the league certainly in my opinion obviously Carruth as well statistically getting a shot out away from home was, was a good performance we had a lot of uh, chances not many as they would say grade A chances for, for either team uh, but again the, the dreaded Cardiff power play is the one that got them back on level terms. Uh, it, was, it was a nicely worked move, and actually, looking at the goals from the final against Belfast on Sunday, I didn't uh, see any of the games just because Clan aren't there. I'm not going to make too much of a point to uh, be that interested. But the one of the power play goals that Cardiff got against Belfast was absolutely identical to the goal they scored against us in the third period um, where the guy 
kind of skates in on the power play off the off the wall, plays a really nice pass across the ice to the back post for Kugler. Uh, and Starrett didn't really have too much of a chance. It was a, a really quick pass and a good one-time shot. So that's something they worked on. Unfortunately, we weren't able to stop it. That was their only power play of the night, I think. Um, and then the second goal was a bit of a, a breakdown from us. It led to a two-on-one. And again, they just executed well. And the timing of it, with only two minutes to go, it really sort of scuppers your, your game plan when you're thinking this is heading into to overtime. Albeit, it was it was nervous enough as it was, I think, overtime would have just been uh, just a disaster, really, for the nerves. Um, but again, Starrett couldn't have done much about that. And it just it kind of ended disappointingly. I think if it had, if we had taken it to overtime, really, it's it's anybody's then. The only thing I would say is, in a, in a was it Belfast and Coventry for the game to be decided in in penalty shots? I think is wrong. Even in the quarterfinals, I think they should play uh, just multiple overtime periods like they do in the NHL to actually end it with with a, a goal like that rather than a, a penalty shootout. I think that's a bit a bit of a duffer. Albeit you could be there for an extra hour. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so the game Sunday overall enjoyable, nervy, quite a good performance. I, I can't really fault the team, but just in the end clinical from Cardiff and They've showed that and, and went on, obviously, to win the whole thing. So, fair play to them, because I thought Belfast would have done it when I saw who was who was there. But I, I need to bring up the fact that I called uh, Dundee to beat Sheffield. So, I'm <laughs> you start, did, yeah. starting off on a positive note, going into some really poor predictions <laughs> at the end of this. So. No, you're right, you did. Um, and, yeah, just, I, I guess, kind of taking a round up the the clan Cardiff games just from from me just kind of watching the highlights um it seemed very much like playoff hockey if that makes sense it's just it is kind of unfortunate that that we do only get the two games and it's, um again we kind of sound like a broken record but it would be good to have a a bit of a series going especially like especially given the fact that you know the the seasons had to be pushed back or like extended out because of certain things so you kind of wonder why they can't yeah then organize at least another one game to have a best of three in a playoffs but i know then, i i think the argument obviously for that for a longer series is to do with because the arena set up in this country like People are saying that, that like booking booking dates in advance, like for a best of five or a best of seven, is just difficult in these arenas where you've got other things going on. It's yeah. different yeah. in North America, whatever, where you can you can sort of have um, preset dates type things. So I get it, but yeah, certainly even a even one more game type thing. Where you've got the the higher seed gets gets two home games 
or whatever it is. You would yeah. like to think that would that would move be possible. Um, and then I, I get that the, the final four things a big financial gain for the league. So maybe it, not it, this year. But. Maybe not this year, but ending with that, fine if that's what they have to do. But a, a wee series, a mini one, would be would be nice. Yeah. But if you if like, if you can, a best of three would would be great. Like just even for quarterfinals and semis, if you want to have a final as like the big showpiece then fair enough like uh, i can get that but like i don't know uh, two game two game legs are just i don't know but yeah because you end up with situations like coventry and belfast where it's decided in penalty shots and yeah like you said that's sort of really unfair and coventry can be um you know quite disappointed by that that it's, that it's come down to that in the end given how closely matched the um, to Belfast to Yeah, and actually, um, that that match of itself, I don't think anybody would have really seen Coventry being that that close to Belfast over the two legs. Uh, no. So yeah, they can they can um, count themselves a bit hard done by Belfast yeah, to to get Sorry, past. I was just yeah, going to say, um, just in general, all, all four quarterfinals were all pretty even in the end. It was, yes. uh, it was quite good for parity across, across the league from that perspective. But, aye, sorry, on you go. Yeah, no, it was that. That was all I was going to say. They were all um, decided by, uh, I think, one goal in the end. So that is that is a good advert for it and some some excitement in there, I think. The Guilford Nottingham one we really was was the only one that we thought uh, we found hardest to call. I suppose it's no surprise really how poor Nottingham can be that Guilford got through that, but pleased for Dundee from a, a Scotland perspective that they beat they beat Sheffield. I think when I'd predicted that I was I was really Imagining that Sheffield's form going up to that point was poor, uh, mm-hmm. they got they got off to a good start. I think they were three 0 up in Dundee in the first period in a bit, and then Dundee coming back uh, was was impressive. So in the end, obviously, it was it was a bit of a a one sided affair at the weekend between Belfast and Dundee six 0 um, and then Cardiff only one goal in it getting past Guildford uh, so that yeah. one that one a close game um, and Cardiff again just showing their, their kind of, goal. Yeah. yeah their kind of clinicalness if that's even a word when they needed it uh, and then again in the final doing the same Belfast have had a great season, obviously, um, and we'll we'll be disappointed not to win that because I think Cardiff were probably people's third favourite going into the the last, final eight, if you could say it like that. Um, yeah, six three in the end. I think there were maybe two empty net goals in that, so sort of excuse the scoreline, but 
fair play, we will hopefully be there next time, but that's about 85 years we've said that in a row, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really grim, actually, looking at the looking at the club's Elite Prospects page and just seeing, like, quarter-final loss, quarter-final loss, quarter-final loss. Yeah. Time after time, or that one year that we didn't make the playoffs as well. Yeah. Which we'd rather not talk about. No, we don't talk about that. Um, so the the playoffs themselves, hockey aside, it was quite empty in places that we thought, just because they sort of priced themselves out and whatever else, because that was on TV, probably didn't look great. We like to think that they'll they'll learn their lesson for next year and adjust the prices and whatever accordingly. To get a, you need a full a full arena in there. Yeah, well, it was it was just a, a money grabbing thing, really, wasn't it? I mean, there's no there's no there's no other way you can dress that. Just kind of saw the opportunity, and um, you know, they've they've went for it and it's backfired, and it's a shame because it, it doesn't show the league how it can be. Um, you know, it's the was it the third third highest attended sport in the UK or something like that. Ice hockey. So it, it's got that it's got that pull from fans, but you and you're obviously not seeing that come through to like T V deals and stuff like that. Because I don't know who like, I don't know. In reality Premier Sports, I don't know if they're quite they're not quite there yet, I don't think, in terms of like how it's how it's been shown in the past with like Sky Sports and stuff like that, probably the at the height of Sky Sports when that was really kind of the only place you would that you could get to view sports. So I, I guess from that point of view, I, I don't really know. It's just yeah, it's just it's a shame because um, we know that it's we know that it's a lot better than than how it was how it was shown. Yeah, you just just got to hope that. Um, that kind of improves as time goes on because the standard in the league definitely has um, and the whole yep. TV stuff I guess is a something from another time but um, and actually just kind of sort of related to that as well yep. you see the stuff about the what attendances across Europe yes I did yeah the, the teams the sort of rankings for attendances Glasgow I can't remember how they how they spelled it on the. Is this in the IIHF thing? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were we were what were we in the end? Like sixty second, which is quite high in the average. Yeah. One away from Scott Pitt, so need to get that. Yeah, we need more people in to get down to down to sixty one. But as yeah, given the situation with COVID and things and. I think the support's been been really good from what I've seen for the club this year. So uh, the atmosphere on on Sunday was great. I mean, it wasn't absolutely full. I wouldn't say, uh, right. but it was it was loud and um, it, it it definitely helped the team. So just a shame at the end that this the season kind of finishes and. You know, that's that's it. No, a lot of those players, that's the last time you'll see them, uh, which is quite good for some of them, as we'll come on to. But <laughs> <laughs> for others, not yeah. not so much. Um, and yeah, 
it is what it is really but hey good to good to see that it's the support's not you know we've not lost a, a whole ton of the support i think it'll just improve next year as well yeah let's let's hope so uh, uh, and i think it will i think it will as well because yeah, because some people would probably or maybe feel a wee bit sort of wary about coming back given that COVID was still about kind of early on in the season I'm talking about. And I, I think like attendances did get better as the season went on generally. Yeah. And and by the time next season comes around, uh, you like to think that the on ice product will be improved as well with Malcolm Cameron's experience and hopefully a a bit of a a bit of a budget increase as well with a sort of more stable outlook. Um, so that's nice and positive. Um, there's obviously hashtag bring back four lines. Sorry, I, I keep I keep interrupting it, but no, it's fine. I'm just I'm just jumping ahead onto the next next thing. You too eager to go into the player review? <laughs> no, that's maybe <laughs> talking about the final. Yeah, have we? Nah, I mean I I mean, do we even? Do we even need to? Uh, yeah, <laughs> de- dedicate a full, <laughs> dedicate a full podcast to the third place game. That's what, that's what we really need. Yeah, we should do that. We should do that. But I mean, yeah, we could, we could talk about it. But realistically, Clan weren't there, so well played, Cardiff. You beat by far and away the best team in the league this season. Uh, but that's that's kind of what can happen over these short short series so fair enough enjoy it we'll be we'll have you again next year forget you <laughs> yeah that's it that's that's it line drawn line drawn the playoffs yes. um, wrapped up yeah exactly don't talk about it ever again uh, but there has been a bit of coach and gm and whatever else transfer news since we last recorded uh, I would say the the biggest part of that, and probably came as a bit of a, a shock certainly to me, was that Omar Pasha leaves his his role in Dundee. Um, it looks like he's going to uh, get a a job in some capacity at Nottingham, and Guy Doucet obviously left his his role. I think he was maybe director of hockey there, so. Although it's not been announced yet, as we record, I think Pasha will be in there in some capacity. Uh, and he's he's done a great job in Dundee, so it doesn't surprise me that they've, they've gone for him. Because uh, their sort of commercial and on-ice stuff has really improved dramatically. Yeah, I think he's the, he's the perfect candidate if you're looking for someone who knows the league and has been successful with with a team like Dundee and um, getting them to to the last four on a couple of occasions now, I think. So yeah, yeah, he's um, definitely. I, I would say one of the better coaches in the league and definitely underrated considering where he is. So it's, it's in a way it's good to see Nottingham. Or, you know, if they if they are going to appoint him in some capacity, then it's good to see that. Um, because I think he I think he deserves it. Yeah, and he'll get in Nottingham, obviously, to be working with a bigger organisation. Whether he's involved with recruitment and stuff, 
it's hard to say because they'll be they'll be bringing in a new coach and things like that. Um, but he's he's proven for the last few years that he knows how to find players on lower budgets. Um, and then even just the promotion of the team and stuff, I think up in Dundee they've really done a good job of getting crowds, you know, full crowds in for the playoff games and average league attendance was great. So Nottingham has sort of been the opposite of that, where the potential is there to be a league playoff winner for sure, with the size of them. Uh, but they certainly don't quite get the attendance that they they could and they've been going through coaches the last few years and the recruitment hasn't been great either so it's sort of one guy on his way up trying to not rescue a team on the way down but I think it's I think it's a good appointment and I know that he'll do well uh, and probably one of the things that I had thought about was how much if any impact that will have on us given that maybe he'll take, depending again what his role is, he'll take some duties from Neil Black and maybe Neil Black will switch a bit of focus onto clan. It's a possibility. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw it in there. <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. Get the ball going. Please. Yeah. Like, does he, does he see more opportunities, more time to focus on on clan rather than and then leave Pasha to do some of the other stuff at Nottingham who knows judging on past experiences I would say no <laughs> <laughs> but you never you never know who's to say no I know exactly maybe like, maybe if he makes if Pasha makes more money for Nottingham then uh, maybe we'll give some of that to Glasgow in an alternative universe which will never happen uh, but yeah hopefully it does well there I think they need to give them a bit of time which they've not been known for kind of we've been the same in, in recent times so give them a wee bit of time you'll, you'll get a good team there eventually and I think they'll be they'll be stronger next season even for just him having one summer to do whatever he's doing so I think I think they'll be they'll be a much tougher proposition than they were this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, again, we're kind of talking about this as if he is going to be the head coach or involved in recruitment. Yeah, don't know, I actually, but I actually have a feeling that he won't be that involved or as involved as the hockey side is. Maybe we think, but we'll see. No, okay. Do you think he'll be like a straight? I think he'll be more like a a sort of uh, yeah commercial based thing, more right. so. And obviously they'll bring in a a coach who'll do who'll do more of the hockey stuff. He'll have an input, but I just you know I don't think he's he's not going to go in there as a coach and whatever else. Uh, in my opinion, not, not going to be the Nottingham Stars. No, <laughs> I don't think so. But I mean. That that leaves a that leaves uh, them to recruit a, a coach and then obviously Dundee who have said that they've have appointed one and and they'll announce that once once Pasha's announced wherever he's going. Uh, so seen a few rumours about that one, but uh, 
I wonder if Omar Pasha had a say on his replacement before he went. I'm sure. I, I'm sure they would have asked for his opinion. I think. Um, so yeah, it will be interesting to see. I've seen probably like yourself some some rumours going about. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see when the time happens. But it's yeah, it did. It did come as a bit of a shock. Um, the Pasha was leaving, but you know, it could be could be an exciting opportunity for whoever comes in and will be. Yeah, well, two, two, I've got two guys that I know it's not going to be. Uh, first of those is Ryan Finnerty, who is, I guess, retired from his coaching just now and moves on to become, what was his, his exact title? Was it director of hockey or something at, at Manchester? So staying at the club, uh, but moving more into a kind of commercial-based role. So that's another coach to be brought in. Um, and I think obviously he'd been doing a lot of stuff at Manchester. You get the impression that it was kind of like his early days at Clan where he had to do about 10 different roles. And nowadays that's just much more difficult with the way the league is and stuff. So... I think you, you find that teams are, are moving more towards somebody that focuses purely on the hockey side and then you'll be looking at the commercial aspect. So um, he did assemble a couple of good teams there this year. They they struggled a bit more, but uh, obviously a guy who's done very well for Clan in the past and stuff. So I think he'll be successful in, in that role that he moves on to. Yeah, I think you will. Um, yeah, again, you've kind of heard from Malcolm Cameron what's what's kind of expected of a coach in that position where he's left with literally everything um, to do. So I can't imagine how much work he's he's put in or has to do on a daily basis. Because um, even when you're not when you're not coaching guys, it's you know it's everything else to do with recruitment and uh, yeah it's just it's a constant it's a constant job um throughout the year and there's no real breaks or time off so I, I can get why um he's probably taking the decision to um to move into that role um so yeah I think with a bit more focus on on that side of things then it'll I'll allow whoever's coming in to, to focus more on um, the team itself and um, for them it's about trying to get back into the playoffs um, Yeah because they'll, they'll be looking they'll be looking at that team from a couple of years ago um, with the you know the Hammond Becca Moffat lot where I think yeah. they, were, they were exactly what he wanted them to be and that was very tough to beat in Altrincham um, and then uh, they had a, a much more improved away record than they did this season because it, it, it's always going to be hard for teams to win there just because it's a smaller rink but their away form was, was not good um, and it's yeah it's a tough tough job doing all that so 
I think they'll they'll benefit from it as well. So overall, you want you want a stronger standard of league, and it kind of begs the question about Fife as well that they weren't great this year, um, and hopefully there is a, a bit of an improvement. So you've not got quite a gap between the the top eight and the other other teams. Um, but obviously, still want to hammer, hammer them when we play them. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if there's any kind of similar changes there, because uh, that that that's a few teams, a few teams with things to do from that that point of view. Like Cardiff as well, obviously, got rid of their coach and Dupont was the interim coach, but you'd expect that they'll bring in somebody full time and that kind of thing. So. Quite an interesting summer from the office point of view as well. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of moving pieces around the league, so it'll be as interesting as ever. Yeah, and just kind of on that note as well, Pete Russell, GB coach, is now also the uh, Augsburg Panthers or Panther head coach in the DEL, albeit he left us in the dark. Which will never be forgotten. Uh, he is a good coach, and you can tell he's done well. He had his his team in the playoffs. I think they were beaten only a couple of days ago. Um, but he's he's clearly high, highly regarded there, and to get a DEL job is is good. That will probably be hard to juggle that that kind of thing with the with the GB coaching. Um, yeah, but. You know he's going to do it. I'm interested and see how he gets on there. Uh, you know they'll maybe see that as a as a bit of a gamble, but again, I suppose it kind of helps to promote the fact that hockey does exist in Scotland and stuff. So you never know. Maybe he'll send us a couple of top DEL players. <laughs> I doubt it. No, he's not. Definitely not. I doubt it. Um, but. Might might provide us with some players from other teams, some of the competition. Send them our way. Yeah, I mean we've generally just talking about Germany. We're not really a. It's not really a league that has many. Ger- I'm thinking about this statement. If it's ridiculous or not, but I can't think of many. German players really at all that play in the league or have. There's obviously been a couple. Um, and then famously John Tripp situation, but <laughs> famously. Um, you know, there's there's obviously a lot of guys that imports that have played at that level and come over, but uh, there's got to be surely somebody's gonna find us a good a good German at some point soon. I've definitely not missed a, a really good German player that we've had, have we? Well, we had we've Marcus Gotts must have been German in a way, was he? <laughs> yeah, I think he was, yeah. Yeah, partly Swedish as well, though. Uh, yeah, I think so. But yeah, let's get some let's get some Germans over. Anyway, that's, that's um, completely off topic. Let's take Mike Hammond back because he's, uh, he's rattling them in. DEL3 and he's or whatever the third equivalent is um, 
he's a much better player than that. So yeah, yes, but again, these teams will be playing probably paying really good packages. Um, oh yeah, yeah. And from a couple of things I've I've heard and stuff recently, you know, a lot of players are purely focused on that, and in a way you can't really blame them. Like I'm sure there's situations where lower leagues will be paying very attractive packages and then you've got you know like things that go alongside that and what kind of role they're playing that kind of thing you know like a Mike Hammond for example is is not going to get the minutes that he gets in DL3 if he went up to DL for example and that just won't suit him so yeah um, last season the third league in Germany playing for Hanover Scorpions he scored 90 points in 49 games yeah I mean that's ridiculous really 30 uh, goals and 60 assists so, yeah. we know what he's capable of yeah I think I think I did see that he withdrew from the World Championship squad is that right with injury right I didn't I didn't uh, I think which will be a blow to them a uh, yeah. And there was somebody else, Ollie Betridge maybe, is the same. But that's that's for another time, whatever. Um, I think it's it's got to be time to go into clan now. Yeah, we've, 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 kept, we've kept the listeners waiting long enough. We have. Um, so we're, we're going to go through, I think, each player in the team and just kind of look at what was good, what was bad what we thought before and, and what they end up like. Uh, and then as well, just a couple of categories that you suggested about our own sort of player of the year. So we'll come to that after we've gone through the team. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll start on the main man, really. No surprise that Shane Starrett, for me, uh, gets... Gets a 10 out of 10 for this season. I thought it was excellent. I had, we've talked about it before, so don't want to get into too much detail about how bad my predictions were at the start of the year. But I just, I didn't expect it from him. He's been brilliant uh, and he's the first name that we must try and get back. But I worry that his performances have been so good that we won't be able to get him back. Hmm. There is that, but he also he enjoyed uh, it. It looks like he enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. And and maybe he's a maybe he's a loyal guy. So I don't yeah. I don't definitely expect him to be away. I want him back, and I I can see him coming back. Uh, but yeah, first first name for me. Try and get him back. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I think when we're going through these as well, we'll we'll kind of say whether we we would want them back or not but yeah he's he's got to be the first he's got to be the first signing of the off season so if you're if you're at all listening to this Shane then get yourself signed up and get back and then um and kick on because I, I the worry well I, I guess your con- your concern is about other teams picking him up um but if you look see if you look around the league Right, and I, I know I think I'd said before the season that I think he would be statistically Clan's greatest ever netminder. 
which yeah. is made, so that was he's kind of fallen short of that. Just statistically speaking, I think he's third or fourth. If he's fourth, if you include Travis Fullerton, who had a save percentage of ninety-two point nine um, in thirteen games for Clan, which is way better than I thought he ever was for us. But mm-hmm. there you go. Um, Kyle Jones and Chris Holter. Um, our next 91.4 and 91.3 so in star it's 90.8 so slightly below that but then given the team that we had this this year um, and just just from what we've seen in the highlights and the saves that he's managed to pull off um, I would say he's definitely he was, he's, he's in amongst that crowd if not better I would say Oh yeah, you've got you've got to put it in that perspective. I do completely agree. Uh, I think he's he's yeah. If if you're arguing for him being our, the best goalie we've had, then that's I couldn't really argue against it. Apart, you know, talking about stats, the other, the other two guys were were better, but played in stronger teams. Um, and you know if you put this guy in in that fourteen fifteen team for example, uh, then we'd have definitely. I know it's just ifs and buts, but we would have won the league. Oh with, yes, with him in there, I think uh, Kyle Jones was was great. But I've just got. I just I just think he. He maybe pips, pips Jones in a way because of how much shite he's <laughs> had to put up with. Uh, yeah. And then Holt was Holt was a a very good goaltender technically, and obviously played in the Champions League. But yeah, Shane Starrett, he's definitely up there, definitely up there. So Let's I think. Yeah, he's. Um, I think comparing like this season to the season we had two years ago is actually fairly similar in terms of goals scored and goals conceded. I know that season finished a bit prematurely, but it was probably for for our benefit, to be honest. Um, so even com- like comparison with um, Patrick Killeen's, you know. By far and away a better netminder than him. So, um, yeah, de- definitely he's, he's definitely. I think he seems like a a kind of obvious fans' favourite as well, um, just because he's been single-handedly keeping us in games and um, has always always been very consistent throughout the season as well. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that sort of sets them apart is that you don't remember any mistakes really <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm, I, I certainly can't uh, I know he wasn't a big like puck handling goalie for example but he did he did play the puck certainly didn't make a mistake from that point of view and only I'd have to really go through highlights for goals that he would he would definitely want, and there were a few. That's that's for sure. 
that he would want to save, but yeah. he he definitely made saves that you expected him to, and and also more. So from that point of view, uh, and you look at him, only twenty seven. So if we can if he can give us another year or even two, then you know we could we could be be in a very good place next year. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Um, I think you you kind of said it there as well when you said about him being able to play the puck out and stuff. I think um, that's a bit underrated as well. He's kind of he's probably been our best uh, all round netminder if you want to look at it from that point of view. Um, so yeah, he's got to be he's got to be coming back. Yeah, and actually not having anything else. They they obviously introduced the the trapezoid area behind the net this this yep. year I think yeah. for the first time, which obviously limits um what the what the goaltenders can do behind the net. So uh, that obviously reduces the amount of time you'll see them go back there. But yeah, very good, very good goal and played used the size as well. I think. There's been yeah. some in the past that are big and it doesn't, it looks like it hinders them. I think it, it definitely helped, helped him. Uh, yeah, he, he, yeah moves, we, he moves well as well. And, and yeah, he's, he's, he's sharp. We could talk about him for ages, but <laughs> anyway, we'll get him back. Um, we'll get the 20 other players to talk about. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, so Jordan McLaughlin as a backup. Uh, I gave him a a six point five out of ten, uh, and I think one of the things that has maybe surprised me this season is Malcolm Cameron's reluctance almost to give him time, and I don't know if that will go down well with him. Uh, I think basically to sum up, I think he is a good backup. And I do think he's a good option for us as a number two. Uh, I think with more games, he would have he would have got more confidence. And it, and for me next year, I would like to see him play a handful more. Uh, albeit it's hard to take Stara out of net, but there were a couple of games where it was situations I would have said give McLaughlin a bit more time. So. I find it hard to, to say, to really be critical of him because he, he didn't get too much of a chance. Yeah, um, I know, I, can, I do take that point. The the other side of that coin, though, is if, you, if you're putting him into these games, it's because we're already five or six down or whatever. Uh, so I don't really know what... I don't know what that does for for confidence really um from that perspective um i've given i've given him a five for this season just purely because i've not like i've not really seen a lot of them um and i think kind of going forward i would i would like i know he was on a two-way deal uh this year because he did play for for solway on a few occasions i think um which is bizarre given how many how many games we had in such a short space of time as well? So 
Um, so there's that. I would still actually, I would still keep him on a two radio, but I would want, I would want another netminder, and I think as a backup. Another import? Yeah, I think so. That's interesting. I do. I, I think so. But so, so you would, so you would lose. You you would almost have like this the spare import being. Uh, you know, so time, at times this season we had a spare import. Uh, you would you would drop that really and have two net min- two import netminders. Well, on a like a sort of sixty forty split or like yeah, something like that. Or, yeah, I'm not saying like completely banish John McLaughlin out. Uh, right, but I just yeah, I don't know if we can get like another sort of, um, perhaps like a young import goalie and um, and kind of see how that goes because it's not really something that we've trialed. Yeah, and um, you know there weren't too many opportunities to put Jordan in uh, in games that we were winning in because it tended to be a two or three goal lead and then we'd give away a goal and we're kind of backing it against us. Stuff like that as well, I, I don't know. Um, and I'm not kind of taking anything away from from Jordan at all. It says, like, from his stats, he's took part in eight games this season, um, a total of 124 minutes, which is the equivalent of two full games. So I'm, you can't really... There's nothing really to, to kind of compare that with. Um, but I do. I think it'd be good for for Jordan's development as well to get more time with Solway, uh, and that will maybe help him go f- going forward as well. Because he's only he's only twenty two as well, which you kind of yeah, you kind of no, forget I'm... as well. So he's still yeah, still young. Um, but yeah, I would I would like to see even just a season. I just want to see his try something a bit different. Um. And if he can develop it Solway, then even better. And he comes back to his um, with a, another year kind of under his belt because you kind of forget as well if these guys go without playing games for ages, then you wonder what that does as well. So it maybe be good for him to get a um, sort of competitive games under his belt. I don't yeah. know. Maybe, maybe that came as a Maybe that came as a shock to you, but <laughs> no, I, just, I mean we've talked, we've obviously talked about two netminders in the past, and yeah, I just don't see us as a team that will do it. Although it, it is an interesting concept. Uh, yeah, uh, and you could argue if we do get started back, then there's probably not a need to have another import or like a, a spare import goalie. Yeah, you you just worry that. If, for example, Starrett missed a few games, that yeah, that's the concern. That we would have something to fall back on. So, because he, he's what he, I think he, I think he was uh, basically fully fit throughout the whole season, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, didn't play one, didn't play one game. Starrett, yeah. so um, yeah. you know, he's still still quite young and. Hopefully stays injury free. So it's it. it will be interesting to see if we do anything different with the goaltenders. But I guess it's, it's up to Malcolm Cameron what he thinks on that point of view. 
and I guess budgets as well. Um, right, so so the defence, I'll just go through the players briefly and the marks I gave. Uh, and then I'll tell you what my, if I want them back or not, and then we can kind of discuss in general. Uh, I've given, okay, so the ones that I, in fact, I can't even say who I want back, definitely, because I'm really struggling with this. <laughs> Brock Bookaboom, I've given a six out of ten, uh, which is is what I what I gave him at the start. I think there were periods where he struggled, but then maybe towards the end, I sort of thought that he that he stepped up a wee bit and was was fairly steady. Uh, but he's I've I've given him a a fifty fifty for bring back rating. Uh, so so not really bothered either way. Mitch Jones, I've given an eight. Now that's really from an impact point of view. I think he he, he made a really good impression on the team, uh, and he's he's the one other than he's the one import D that I definitely want back. Uh, just been impressed with a number of things in his game and especially his his points and things but I just I just like the way he goes about things uh, so definitely impressed with him giving him an 8 Tim Shoup 6.5 uh, started well and then kind of went unnoticed a bit which can be a good thing but at times I sort of expected a wee bit more from him uh, so he he's in my my fifty fifty for bring back, but I think I think he's probably worthy of a, another shot. Cody Saul five, uh, <laughs> just not really my type of player. I think too many mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Pet daft penalties at times. I know he did improve again towards the end, but. For me, he's just and and sometimes just didn't really use his size. Again, I, I didn't think, uh, so I wasn't wasn't too impressed. I'm I'm not having Cody Saul back. Stenton, eight out of ten, very impressed. Bring back full time for me as a six fifth or sixth defenseman. I think he's good on the puck and, you know, learning really quickly. I think Malcolm Cameron sort of showed I had a lot of trust in him as well. So I look forward to, hopefully we are going to sign him again. I look forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, but, yeah, a good good week eye for us. And, again, we need good Brits. So I'll come on to that. But, uh, Miko Vinen, I've given a six because I'm slightly disappointed in his season based on what I thought we were going to get. Um, for his age and experience, I think showed flashes of of his, his level and then at other times sort of dropped out the team and made a couple of mistakes. So not really sure what to make of him. Might be one of those guys that would really flourish in a second year, but 
again, I'm not fussed either way. If, but I, I don't think I'm I'm too bothered about having him. And then Colton Waltz, I've given a a six because he didn't have didn't have too many games, obviously. Um, I can't say he he did too much wrong, but he didn't do a lot to really impress me and think we've got to get this guy tied down for next year. So again, not too fast. So all in all, to summarise after that nonsense, I'm definitely having Jones and Stenton back. And on my reserve list, I'm giving Shoop and Bukuboom a shout. There you go. That's interesting. And I, and I should say that, oh no, I'll leave that for afterwards. Um, for afterwards. In fact, no, nah, I'll say it now. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Jones is my defenseman of the year. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, aye, I'll go through. I'll just I'll go through the demon with my marks and if I want them back and then we can talk about yeah. them a wee bit. Yeah. Um I felt like I was talking for about ten years there, but probably <laughs> go and get yourself a drink and I'll do this. Um no, so Mitch Jones I've also given an eight to. Um and yes, I would have him back and he's also my defenseman of the year. I don't think it's that. Okay, no. any shock really no. um, Miko Vinanen same as you given a 6 out of 10 um, start of the season I'd given him a, I'd given him a 9 <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave him an 8 you did yeah yeah you were 8 um, so he's he's come right down to a 6 and um, I don't think I want him back to be honest um, Brock Bookaboom, I've given a five to. Oof. Uh, so he's not coming back either. Tim Shoup, uh I gave a six and a half to as well. Um, but I've said no. I've said no to him coming back. Cody Saul, six. Uh, no thank you. Liam Stenton, I've given it eight. <laughs> <laughs> Nice and quick. Uh, no, we'll, we'll, we will talk about them. No, I'm I'm just kind of going through. Uh, Liam Stenton, eight. Uh, and an obvious yes to bring back, I think. Um, and I think you'd said on a on a permanent deal as well, and I would agree with that. Um, and Colton Waltz. Colton Waltz, I gave a seven to. Um, and I've given a not, not too bothered either way. On him, um, but I think for the other, I mean, there's four, there's four D men there that I would, that I would look to change for next season. Yeah. So I mean, that's we we're, we're kind of we're, we're agreed on the two to bring back, right? So Jones, I think, just plays with that kind of speed and intensity that I quite like, and a defenseman. Uh, mm. Sort of like a, I would say like a bit more of a an erratic Scott Arson. <laughs> and that yeah, I see that yeah. And the Arson 
put up points, but I would say he was almost a smoother player than Jones. Yeah. Because Jones, the, the benefit of Jones is he gets almost more stuck in. He'll, he'll take more penalties, uh, but he gives you that sort of edge that I quite like. Um, and again, when you look at that that defense defensive lineup, it's lacking speed. And the two guys that I've said to bring back uh, are probably the more fleet fleet of foot. Stenton, not too much more to say. Really. I think we're, we're agreed on that. Got to develop these guys. And I think Malcolm Cameron likes them. So he could, in a few years, I think he could definitely become a, a sort of steady, full GB international. And I think we need to really improve on our bricks. So um, I'm looking forward to him in the next couple of years. It's really the, I suppose the the ship and Bukabum debate. You've had you got Bukabum lower mark than Cody Sol. I've got it the other way around. Um, Shoop actually, I've, I've said that Shoop's not very fast. He is, he is a good skater actually. Now I think about it, um, but maybe just because he started so well, we thought that would carry on. But um, he's the kind, he's the kind of player I like, but maybe just didn't have the impact that we were hoping. But because a lot of these guys are first year in the league, I, I feel that I'm quite harsh, but. That's part of the fun, really, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, the, the yeah. two of them, if they go, fine. I'm not, I'm not really making too much of a case, but I was kind of trying to rank the bring backness order of them. So, yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, I agree. Mitch Jones has been, he's been excellent, uh, incredible production out of him as well since coming in. Um, Comparisons with his past career suggest that he's not going to replicate that. But under Malcolm Cameron, who who can who can say really? Um, and he's been great since he's since he's joined. He's really helped with the secondary scoring as well, which was an obvious issue um, at the start of the season. Um, I think he finished on forty-one points from forty-five games, um, including sixteen goals. As well, so um, finished fourth in the in goal scoring ahead of Colton Yellowhorn and uh, way ahead of any other D man as well. So um, it was obvious really what he what he brought to the team. Um, provided a bit of grit in there as well, uh, and as you said as well, does take penalties on occasion. But I wouldn't say I wouldn't say many of those penalties came at, at daft times or. They were costly to us as well. Yeah. Um, so there's there's that that to think about. Um, I think when we did our mid-season uh, review, I think we kind of spoke about Mitch Jones and his plus minus. Um, and I think that was maybe something that you had said was not a concern, but it was something you'd noted. Um, but he's he's finished on minus four, which is. Um, I think was an improvement on where he was kind of mid-season. Um, so yeah, just thought I'd 
for yeah. mentioning that in there as well, but just no, and we need. I, I think we need to bring in more points from the defence. I know it's yeah. not all about that, but I think we've maybe got a space for one more, uh, one more guy like that. Because I, I think that our Bukabum, Saul, and Vinan, we'd maybe think of them as sort of more stay-at-home type. Mm. I've really not done that or produced points. Uh, so I think I think we could do with a wee bit more production from that point of view and and Jones will probably feel might have felt the pressure to to put up put up some points as the, in the sort of last few games of the season. I don't think he quite got as many at that at that point as he did when he when he first came in. And he's also, I think, on the, the first power play line, I think he was the defenceman. I can't think who it was on the on the second, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think we've just, we've got to find, we can find more than Vinan and Saul and Bukabun for me. I think there's, there's yeah. much better out there. Yeah, I think probably for the for what they were brought in to do as well, I think they've just kind of let they've kind of let the team down. I think Vinan and I think like both of us were were pretty high on him before the season. I think we expected big things. Um, I think he kind of started. I think he was kind of one of the ones that started the season quite well. I thought he was kind of you could see he was very vocal on the ice, which is something I like to see, he looked kind of organised uh, and then that kind of just seemed to disappear I felt like his passing was slack at times and he was kind of caught out on a few times on the puck as well um, and then obviously he's, he dropped out of the team towards the end of the season, I don't know if that was through injury or um, maybe he felt like he, he, could, he needed a rest and I think when he, he came back in for a few games. I thought he did all right, um, but then missed the playoffs. He missed the playoff games as well. I don't think he was in the squads for the for the playoffs. So you kind of get the feeling as well that Malcolm Cameron was looking for more out of him as well this season. It's maybe just not materialised. Um, and he's and he's an assistant captain as well. Yeah, there's that. Um, but when you look, at, you actually look at. His career for quite a young, youngish guy up to now, he's played at like the top level. Yeah, yeah. This is a guy that's played World Championship under twenty for Finland. Um, he's played DL. He's played uh, Liga in Finland. Um, yes, you're not you're not a bad so, hockey player if you've no, had that def- career. And, and, I'm not in no way I'm saying he is. Uh, no, no. But you know, he might be one of the guys that if he did get a second season, then you would you would see vast improvement. But again, the other side the other um side of the coin is that you would think that he's on a, a decent wage. 
and can we bring in can we bring in better for for that for example um i think so yeah um no i, I agree with that i think um or i was going to ask you actually do you think with him being the only european player in the team does that i don't know does that have an impact i don't know i guess like he's he's well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jordan Boyce is Spanish, so. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, uh, I yeah, that. yeah, it possibly, it possibly does, um, and maybe because we've not really had that before. In previous seasons, we've had like Rasmus Pierre and play with, like Marcus Johnson and Lee Tamer yeah. and that, I think so. Yeah. Oh no, it probably, it probably does, and obviously the the situation. Towards the start of the season with COVID, maybe and getting into personal life almost, but maybe it was a bit less social for some of these guys, and uh, yeah, you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't click. So that's why you, you never want to be too harsh, but we're only judging on on performances that we've seen. Uh, I'm disappointed for him really that he. He didn't have the, as good a season. I'm sure he is as well. So, uh, yeah. And then Cody Saul. I mean, too many, too many mistakes for me, and just not, not uh, didn't use his, his presence enough. I don't want him to go around uh, fighting. I think a lot of the time he, he did kind of wind guys up, and then just get a penalty from it rather than <laughs> actually go through with them. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't just, think in any way we were bullied as a team or whatever, and I'm sure having him there helped that, but he just um you know, I, I didn't I didn't think he, he gave us enough. Um if you're gonna go for, for that kind of guy, I want somebody who's who's really able to shut down teams and, and doesn't make mistakes and he, he didn't really do either of those. Yeah, I would agree, probably much the same. Kind of theme, a bit of a letdown overall. Um, we know the fans love a, a player in the mould of Cody so um, you know, a kind of big bruiser, but we never really saw much much in the way of bruising going on. Um, probably well until the end of the season, I guess. But um, yeah, expected more of a more of a presence on the ice uh, in terms of just like making big hits and um, you know, sort of clean. Clean hits, taking bodies, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Played that like he played a lot of penalty killing stuff, and that that doesn't get yeah. noticed from coaches. But, eh, uh, you know, I just yeah, for whatever like, reason, it wasn't like. To be fair to him, he was a decent skater. I mean, I don't think we're putting him in the same. We're not putting him in the in the Jeff Smith bracket. No. Um, he was fine on the puck most of the time. As well. <laughs> You know, again, just the odd turnover. He, you know, did have the odd turnover in him as well, um, but obviously wasn't wasn't the only one. But yeah, I think just in general, we kind of expected a bit more from him. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just, that's... sorry, on you. I was just yeah. I was going to talk about book of him there, but yeah, go no, go for it because he's really the last one to to sort of enhance or add any any more detail to. I thought I just thought he was he was fine. Um, I can't. 
the guys that sort of go on there's guys that go unnoticed but they're noticed for being unnoticed like the way I would explain that is like a, a Nate McKeever. Yes. Like he, d- he didn't do anything fancy, but you noticed it. Whereas yes. yeah. um, I think the sort of bookie boom types were just um, not really, not, not given us enough to, to warrant being excited about having them back. No, I mean, remember that? That post game interview did as well. That was that was fucking that was uh-huh. um yeah, I think like fairly anonymous throughout the season, which you know we've kinda of said is normally a good thing for a demon, but didn't really know him doing anything of note, really. I I I, I don't know, it's kinda of, when he did make mistakes they were they tended to be costly as well, like odd man rushes are just kind of generally feeling to clear the, the zone. Um, finished with the worst plus minus in the in the D as well, with minus ten, which is obviously not. It's not. A, it's not a great deal of a stat to go on, but it does highlight to an extent where um, where the mistakes were uh, in the D. Um, and I should point out actually that there was not a great deal between. And that's that between him, Saul, and Vinan and either. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, those 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 are the three. I'd kind of put Tim Shoup in the same sort of bracket that I wouldn't want him back. Um, and I feel like that's because I was kind of looking for him to be uh, the next Scott Arson or Jamie Fritch or Travis Earhart type, and I just don't think he'd lived up to it. Um, and uh, I did give him a six and a half, so I, I think he, I think he was better than some of the other demon. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was kind of expecting a bit more. I was um, expecting a, a bit more out of Tim Ship, but um, yeah, yeah, just uh, that's what it is. When you sort of just to round up on the defence, it's funny because at the start of the season. I'm sure we said that it looked like a strong, a strong, um, a strong core, and actually in the end we're, we're really only having realistically two of them definitely bad. Kind of <laughs> yeah, one of them, one of them actually we've not exactly. really talked about, but no, just um, just because I think, well, I, I I sort of did for a bit and just saying that I think he he will just continue to be. And grow into a top player in the league, but to have only two out of that group back sort of sums up the the problems we had with keeping goals out of the net. Um, and e- even with one or two more of those guys on their game, I think what a difference that would have made. But that's that's Malcolm Cameron's job for next season. Well, exactly. That's it. I think the only the only big sort of discrepancy, not a big discrepancy, but you'd given Colton Walks a six and I'd given him a seven. And I did I did make some notes on Colton Walks, so we don't need to dwell on it because he did only play fifteen games, but I just thought he was kinda I just thought he was kinda solid. He was, he played in both of those shutout games that we had. Um 
and he finished again plus minus on a positive six. Um, didn't score, but did chip in with the odd assist. So I'm I'm fine with that as long as he's like if he's doing the business defensively. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and I guess the negative is that it's a small sample size, so difficult to see how that pans out throughout the whole season. But did keep finding and out out of the lineup. Um, on a fair, yeah. fairly regular basis. So, yeah, sensible suggestions. His problem was they he was a five player initially, so can't <laughs> can't give him too much. Of a yeah, it doesn't sit too well. Praise, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, maybe maybe he's he's one that that we might see again. Uh, maybe he's a sort of distant third on that list, then, or sort yeah. of soup kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, right, I'm going to rattle quicker through the forwards this time and then let you do it because I was too, my descriptions were too long the first time. Well, will we do, will we go through the players and give our marks and then go back and talk? Yeah, discuss, about discuss as we're going through. Oh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, do that. Do that. Right, okay. Uh, uh, so, start with. I'm just going in elite prospects order. Jordan Boesa, I've given a five. Um, hardly seen and not fast if he if he doesn't come back. If he does, he'll be he'll be fourth line, I think. Um, you know, he'd <laughs> not really, not really been able to, to say much this season. <laughs> no, no. Can you no. expand on that in any way? It's hard, and I mean that in like the best possible way. Yeah, I gave my five as well, but I think he is someone that I would like to see back. Um, purely, purely because of you know that there are problems with trying to get trying to get good Brit players in. Um, it's, it is disappointing because we've not seen what he what he can do in the past this season. Um, did score his first clan goal, I guess, this season, which is is an achievement for him. Um, but yeah, uh, again, like the likes of him and Ferguson, um, I want to see them more involved next season. I think if like, if we do go back to four line hockey and and these guys come back, then I would I want to see more of them to get a, a good idea of what they can actually do for us. Um, Jordan Bless is still only 22 as well, so there's always room for improvement there. Um, but he'll need to work hard for it. Um, uh, he's been yeah, all like, he, yeah, sorry, on you go. I'm I was just going to say, like, you, you'd mentioned Ferguson, I think, while we're on him, I would, I would put him in, I would put him in the same the same bracket, like the same description as Wessa. That <laughs> yeah, if we see much, these yeah. guys, then we need to see them more, give them a chance, and they'll be they'll be fourth line. And if we can get a good um a good fourth line, then then that will help. Yeah, for sure. I um. For the avoidance of doubt, I've also given Harry Ferguson a five. Uh, yeah, I did the same. <laughs> I did the same, so I agree. I also had 
I had Harry Ferguson down as a two-way question mark. But for for next year. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I don't, I don't know how these no. how these contracts work, but um, we, I think we might see the pair of them back actually. But just uh, assuming that the the line the the roster limits are expanded, then they'll be fourth line. Uh, probably along with some else that we'll come on to. A uh, Colin Campbell. I've given a five and I've said upgrade. <laughs> uh, oh. So I, I had him as a, a seven and sort of vague, like distantly hopeful that he would have got close to a point a game, but played quite high in the line sometimes. Uh, and a couple of a couple of times I thought that there is a there is a good player in there, but uh, for next year now I'm, I'm wanting an upgrade. Uh, yeah. So you give him a five. Five, yeah. Yeah, I give him a four. I don't like. I don't know. I don't. I don't really like doing that. Um, but we kind of said. Well, I said it before the season. We signed the wrong Colin Campbell. Um, should have signed the one that was playing DL, but I don't even think he had a good season actually. I did look at that earlier. Um, but I actually think maybe that's what maybe that's what Urkel and Campbell is. Just that's a, a point every other game. Won't score too many goals and just kind of go about his business. Have a have decent games and poor games, and that's what you get with him, sort of thing. Um, but then. You kind of you, you go and look at his his stats as well, and you see like two years ago he scored quite a lot of goals in, in Hungary. Um, again, it just never really happened here. It's um, yeah, in general, it was a, a bit of a mismatch at times, and um, yeah, like like you've said, I think that's a an area that needs strengthened for next year. Yeah, and there are there are guys. You definitely all teams need like a few guys that will get sort of thirty, forty odd points a season. Uh, and he was a bit just a bit short of that. And um, you know, not not everyone's obviously going to get a point a game and stuff. And depending on the role that he's asked to do. Uh, he just, yeah, just didn't quite, didn't quite hit the mark. And I think, uh, for me, one thing that I've, I've written down in general is that I want uh, a bit more of a presence in the forward line. I think we lacked a bit of sort of size, and particularly through the centre, I would say. I think we lack a bit of size and we definitely lack somebody who's a dominant face-off winner. Uh, yeah. And I think like the likes of Campbell and uh, some others that we'll come on to, I think we try and replace these guys with with uh, 
for me a wee bit more size and certain other attributes that they just they weren't able to give us so Colin Colin's getting a five uh, Jamie Crooks I mean I, I've I've got disaster beside him I think for a mark he's got to be a two or three which is I feel bad for him but he's just had a terrible time he's not, he's not really been able to play and then he's just he just didn't manage to to really score which was his game mm. that really killed his season so he's uh, he's not he's not going to be back and he's not done anything that has made me say I, I want him back so <laughs> unfortunately I, I think he'll probably be on a sort of middle wage type packet so again I want I want improvement there yeah, um, I've I've given him a two as well. Um, so, I, oh, can I go into? I, I had written down Clan's worst signing question mark. Mm. Um, given that I think he was gonna, well, I certainly had him um, pre-season as our top goal scorer. That's. I know we'll get onto that later. Um, but yeah, so that that's one point. I think he's kind of it's different as well from from years where you had guys like Jeff Ulmer and I don't know, like even like Ryan Petoni or whatever. That, like I'm not saying he was ever kind of well because he just hasn't had the same sort of CV as those guys. But um, he knew what the league was about, and in a way, I just it was kind of as if he wasn't wasn't prepared for it. Um, after a season without playing as well, which has maybe hindered him. So, um, but yeah, I, for me, he was brought in to be a goal scorer. I don't think there was any doubts of that. Um, and you know, there was obvious times in the season we were crying out for secondary scoring, and it just never happened. Um, it did seem as if he was kind of going through the motions at times earlier on in the season. Um, and then, of course, of course, you had. Um, you had Malky come out and, and say that he was more of a defense. He was playing more of a defensive role, um, but that obviously never worked out either. Then you started noticing him in in situations where he's at fault for goals, and um, there was certainly a couple that I, that I seem to remember. Um, I just kind of I kind of wonder as well. Obviously, in previous years where we have had guys like that, and we've just cut them. Um, but for for whatever reason we, we held on to him and it, it, it just never it never paid off um, and I think we both know that there is a player in there because um, we've seen it time and again um, against us but this season it was just it was woeful unfortunately Yeah I mean it's been that bad like you might be the kind of guy that would just sort of retire after that but uh, yeah, I mean, not not too much more to say, but upgrade please required. Um, right, Guillaume Gauthier was an interesting one for me. I've given him a six point five, uh, and he's the f- first one so far of the imports that I've said that I will take back 
as a as a third line centre. Uh, because I think he showed enough towards in the second half of the season that he's he's got got a bit about him. Um scored a, a few goals. I think he must have had about twenty odd goals in the season. Um and maybe a, a bit short of a, a point a game. Uh, a bit different to what I thought he would be like. I think he was sort of branded as a a really skilled guy, and we mentioned that in our mm. preseason. I wouldn't say he was quite like that, but certainly um, knew how to find the net towards the end of the season, uh, and I think could be could be a good third line guy with a second season. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So I gave him, I gave him a seven, but I've kind of said I'm not fussed either way about him coming back. I think he struggled earlier in the season, um, and really didn't get going at all until probably mid February or sort of beginning of March even, which is I guess when it kind of matters. But the lack of consistency is an issue. Um, Having said that, though, first year as a pro outside of North America, it's a big change for someone in that situation. But he's, I think, in the whole, he's, he has done well. I think he can improve as well if if we are to keep him. Um, I know I keep going on about this plus minus thing because I've researched it to, to no end. But <laughs> uh, minus eleven for Gotia this season. Um. But then was was kind of moved moved around a lot between between lines as well. Um, didn't really find any rhythm with other players probably until Schmier came in. Um, and yeah, it just kind of didn't really work alongside the likes of Campbell or uh, or Crooks even or even Stevenson to to an extent, but. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure Conor McDavid would have gotten great with Crooks and Campbell. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's true. Um, but you saw when Schmier came in there, I think he um, he did kind of step up his game. So yeah, I don't know. Again, if we get the recruitment right, then I wouldn't be too bored if he did come back. I'm also not really that bored if he wasn't coming back as well. It's just one of those ones, I think. Yeah, for me. Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know. I think, uh, yeah, he, he's certainly the first import we've hit that could could come back. <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. it's a wee, it's a wee bit positive. It's a wee bit positive. Yeah. Um, right, Matt Haywood is next. I've given him a five. Uh, I think he struggled, and it, if I'm being harsh, I want. I want more from him. Uh, I don't want him to... I don't think I'll ever dislike him the way I sort of did with Peacock. Uh, but his point production is, is, is going down and I know that's that's not his game because he does so much more. And I do, I do want him back. Uh, he, he would be my fourth line. He'd be my fourth line centre. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just I think he does a lot of things well. 
But mm. this season, for for whatever reason, uh, I think uh, maybe a, a wee bit of an improvement would be would be good. But it's hard to to talk about Haywood in in a bad way, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know because yeah, kind of going off past seasons and what he's what he's given for us overall. Uh, overall, sorry. Um, I've I've given him a six um, because I think he has been better than um, the likes of Boessa and, and Ferguson for kind of comparing them like that. Or I don't know how you're how you're doing your scoring. I think you said previously you do it based on just that player and not others. So it's fine. But I mean, kind of pretty similar um, thoughts really to to you anyway. Um, yeah, I think it was his worst season in terms of point production, um, which obviously, again, as you've said, that's not, not what his game is. Um, certainly gives his all. He's usually, um, usually pretty decent on penalty killing, um, kind of relieving pressure further up the ice. So, Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say he is a penalty killer. That is his role. Yeah, uh-huh. for the team. Yeah, uh, and I guess I that that kind of feeds into his uh, minus fourteen plus minus as well. But yeah, um, yeah, sometimes just didn't get the bounce of the puck this season, and um, yeah, that's that's going to happen sometimes. But I expect him to be back next season, and we know they'll continue to give a hundred percent. Yeah, he does. He does all the right things. For sure, I think it like I think he's probably a coach's dream type player, if you could say that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just the the problem is you see other teams having Brits that are doing really well, and you think could we have that uh, along with Haywood kind of thing? You know, it's not fair to compare Matt Haywood to. A Robert Dowd or a Luke Ferrara or whatever, um, uh, but just looking at the, at the bricks as a whole, I think that's somewhere that that we definitely could do more. But it, we've never really, not for a few years anyway, had had that. So he's he's a good he's a good team guy, and he's he's always going to have that role. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if his point production really just sort of dropped off next year. But he's he's Malcolm Cameron's kind of player, so uh, I think more of the same. Um, like hopefully getting a wee bit more positive now. Uh, Nolan Laporte, I've given an eight. I think he had a a great season. Uh, we should we should definitely try and get him back. I just really like what he brings. Like, I think he's one of those guys that stuff, something always seems to happen when he's on the ice. Um, Can score some great goals, plays plays a a tough game, um, and also seems to be, like, one of the more passionate players on the team as well, which I like. Uh, and I think having having played that year before, 
I think this year he, he really improved as well, if that was that was possible. Um, and I want I want to try and try and get him back. I think I had a seven before the season, so he's he's gone he's gone up one. Um, and without him on that top line, I think we definitely definitely would have struggled. So whether he maybe drops down one to be a, a, on the second line, whatever, I think he's a he's a crucial part. And Malcolm Cameron mentioned him a number of times in interviews about what he yeah. does. So uh, I think from all of those things considered, he, he had a, a good season for us. Yeah, I would agree completely. Um, pre-season, I'd given them a seven as well, but I've also given them an eight. Um, this season, I've definitely, I've, well, I, I've changed my mind on Nolan Laporte. Certainly, I think he's, I think he is a really good player. I don't know what I was looking at last season. Um, forty-seven points in fifty games is a is a good return. Second highest goal scorer too, but. Um, 12, 12 goals less than, than Matthew is a, is a fair chunk, but um, I do I do want to ha- have him back because um, I think he gives he gives you everything in every game, um, and I think we need more players like that. Um, I think you mentioned as well about having guys a bit more size and that kind of thing, and a bit more presence, and I do agree with that as well. Um, and yeah, I I think I would want him to be to be that kind of leader on the second line. Um, I think he's, uh, I think he'd be excellent in that role if we can find the talent to to surround him. Um, so yeah, uh, all kind of all kind of positive really on on Nolan Laporte. Um, and he always always seems to score goals in big games. Yeah, there's that. Like, I remember yeah, he scored that that overtime winner against Dundee. Uh, a couple in the the playoff there against Cardiff. Um, yeah, and you just you just always know he's one of those guys that you always know when he's playing, and you probably know when he's not as well. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big game. Uh, he, he, look, he looks like somebody that's constantly at the referees, annoying the opposition as well. Like the the guy that uh, yeah. most other teams would probably want. On your team, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been playing against them, so high high praise for him. I think, but um, really impressed. Uh, Matthew Wan next. Uh, I thought he was superb. Like I've I've given him a nine. I actually wanted to give him a ten, uh, but I think Starrett has been almost untouchable so that that's my reason for giving him a nine but I think like the more I see uh, of him I just think he's so consistent like he plays a game that we've talked before about his age it's not it's not even a factor like he plays a game that just is must be horrible to play against for uh, defensemen um, brings so much like what was he second top goal scorer in the league this year yeah. uh, incredible goals return 
always seem to pop up with big goals for us, kills penalties, um, seems like a sort of leader on the ice, obviously did that assistant coach role. Um, I think he, he enjoys being here, seems quite settled. And I'm like definitely having him back. I'm I'm thinking he can if he stays injury free, which that sort of year off clearly helped him. I'm thinking he's still got a couple of years in him if, if he's enjoying it. So I'm hundred percent having him back. And he's uh, forward of the year by a mile. <laughs> yeah. Um I agree as well. I've given him, I've given him the forward of the year uh, title. I gave him a, I gave him a nine and a half because I, I do think he, he is pretty close to being a ten, to be honest. But yeah, um, yeah, and again, it's kind of like you said with, um, about Starrett. Really, he's been, he's kind of outshone everyone else. Really, I mean, and, and Matthew does does come a very close second to that. Um. Yeah, I think we've said it before as well, but at times this season, if we didn't have him, then we were in real bother. Um, I don't think it's a stretch to say that because no, at times nobody else was scoring. That's just the way it was, I think. Um, you know, you had Colton Yellhorn, not not a prolific scorer. Um, Laporte um, was kind of in and out of games as a, as a goal scorer, but he's not like that's not really his game, I guess either. Um, and we kind of discussed Gauthier as well. Um, and yeah, as you said, second highest points tally or goal scorer, sorry, in, in the league, uh, and only three goals shy of his um, first season in Sheffield as well, which is an incredible achievement. Um, so yeah, he's. Uh, I honestly, I didn't think we would get anything like this from him. No, I was going to say that. Uh, this season, but he's definitely, he's proved us all wrong. And he's stepped up really when, when no one else would. And, um, <clears throat> but yeah, perhaps he felt a bit more responsibility with his coaching role as well. But he's he's really, he's really delivered on it. Um, so yeah, I, for me, he's, he's one that, that I want back as well, I think. Um, yeah, I think like you, he's got another, at least another one, if not two seasons, of solid production left in him. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually disappointed that I didn't give him a higher mark pre-season because. Uh, yeah, it was slanderous. Yeah, he's just both yeah, seven. Yeah, he's a, he's actually just like he can, if he if he gives us another couple of seasons at that level, he can become like a. A club great for sure. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Because he, he's just—I think he's really clever. He knows. He totally knows his game. He's looking back at some highlights and stuff from Sheffield and whatever. He's never been that guy that's going to outskate people or whatever. But so many of his goals scored close to the net. Um. And like, how many other guys are going to be second top scorer in the league and also play penalty kill and whatever else? Um, proper like top player, guy that knows how to win. Um, 
and you know could easily be could easily be a captain if if others aren't around. So uh, definitely get him back. I I expect that he will be back as well. I think he's got I think he's got more to give. Um. Okay, Braylon Schmier, I've given a seven out of ten, mainly for his impact. Albeit, I think he, he lacks a wee bit of wee bit of consistency at times. Um, but fans noticed the the speed and the skill, um, and I think we did lack a bit of that, and that's why he came in and made an impact. Uh, so. You know, depending on how many guys we bring in next year, he might be, if he stays, a, a third-line winger. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be gutted if, if he didn't come back. Uh, but if he does, that's the sort of role I see him in. Um, but, yeah, I thought, thought, he was, thought he was quite exciting, um, but want, want that more. Yeah, um... Uh, yeah, I agree. I think he was. So I'd I'd given him a, a seven and a half. So a wee, a wee half point more than you. Uh, and again, kind of like you, I would. I would probably like to see him back more than not have him next season. But it's kind of split sixty four. Um, I guess I think he was a, a breath of fresh air when he came in. Uh, I think it was obvious what we were missing when he started playing as well. Um, I think he made other players play better in about him as well. Um, and yeah, just kind of provided that a real, um, a real threat in terms of speed and um, you know, he's had quick hands and a very good skater. Um, came up with a number of a number of big goals and um, I mean that in terms of like goal, goal of the season contenders for. Um, oh, yeah. both scoring and assisting um, some really really sharp play at times um, and also finished as uh, Clan's fifth highest um, goal scorer, one, one more than you'll uh, which is kind of incredible to think about but um, I guess the kind of downside is that I guess you kind of alluded to it as well you kind of does go missing sometimes in games Um he also tries to do a bit too much at times and yes, and can lose possession and so create chances up the other end. And I think you're kind of going. To, I think you're going to get that with that type of player anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And he is still young. He's right. He's what twenty four. Yeah, um, takes risks. Take takes risks, risks, but he does have the speed to get back and and to kind of recover from it as well. So. Um, yeah, I think he he kind of changed our season. I think, and just in terms of in terms of forwards and the kind of secondary scoring, I think he helped to kind of open that up a bit. Yeah, so seven and a half for me. Yeah, so we we'd both be happy enough to see him back. I think. Uh, so that's that's maybe another one on the positive list. Uh, right, so. Rodney Southern, I've given a five, um, and I, I've also said, I've said, I've said upgrade, definitely need an upgrade, um, 
I just a couple of times I thought, you know, he's he's actually <laughs> he's done a couple of things there that I quite like. Yeah, yeah. And this quite eventually did play quite physical. Um, sort of a couple of a couple of fights I think in there as well. But he's one of those guys that wasn't really sure of before the season, and still still am so uh he's a he's a definite space for an upgrade i think um a lot i didn't hate him as much as i did i didn't hate anybody but didn't dislike him as much as i did a, a couple of others like your your crooks and whatever else uh but no it's it's definitely we need, we need an upgrade there yeah, I went. I went for a. I went for a four for for um, Southam. Because I couldn't really distinguish between him and Campbell. Really, kind of overall, um, they were obviously different types of players, but just in general and the kind of the way that they, the way that they played a lot of the time was was quite similar. Um, uh, obviously, a a player a player that was brought in. Um, that I think we both agreed we weren't looking for much in terms of production from him. Um, but I just don't really know what else he, he did, like, in general. Um, occasionally he was kind of good on the forecheck and sort of putting pressure on other teams and um, wanting to, to turn the, the puck over and stuff like that. And um, But I felt in general that his passing was, was quite poor, I think, um when he did get the puck in, so in good opportunities and good positions, um, the final pass was maybe something to let him down a bit, or just kind of the wrong decision making at times. Um, it did kind of was occasionally good at tracking, tracking back and helping out the D as well. But um, that's kind of all I really have on him. Um, I think Malcolm Cameron quite liked him. So I get that impression that he, I know yeah, he I likes th- that kind of player. I'm pretty sure he, he was yeah, singled out a few times, maybe in post-match and stuff. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 kind of what we thought. But I think we we can get a, a better player to do that role. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe we've just been kind of spoiled with having guys like Tansky in or whatever, but um, but we know that there's obviously players like that out there that we've just not, that we've not found this season. And I think, I do agree, he's, a, he's one, to, one to upgrade, I think. Yeah, and you, and you look at what other teams had, even the, the lower budget teams. Um, so I think that there yeah. are possibilities. Um, yeah. So he'll be. I don't think. I don't think he'll be around. Uh, so the captain Dyson Stevenson. I've given him a six. Uh, I think he was obviously unlucky with injuries. Showed a bit of what he was made of towards the end of the season. Um, but I'm kind of fifty-fifty again about having him back. Uh, a lot of the, the players said that. You know, he was a good captain, and you sort of always hear that mm. about captains. Um, 
I thought that maybe he would have produced a, maybe even 10 more points than he did. Uh, just looking at the, the sort of previous scoring history that he's he's got, kind of averaging maybe around 30 points in the East Coast League. Um, but another guy hampered by inconsistency, I think, and sort of struggled in that middle part of the season to, to have a role. Um, I think did he not not on maybe the first line at the start of the year. Yeah, I think. Or, right. yeah. Uh, played with played with the uh, Laporte possibly. Um, but you know, advertised himself as a as a playoff type player. Unfortunately, in this this league, there aren't really that the playoffs aren't really the thing. So we need we need them to be more of a league player. Uh, yeah, you know it's it's a hard one. I wouldn't be upset if he's back, but he's he's got to do a wee bit more for me. But I did like some elements. You know, I liked when he, uh, he wasn't shy of dropping the gloves and a physical player. Some some really big hits and a couple of good goals in there as well. Um, I don't know. It's tough, tough one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think you could, you could maybe split his season, and you know, I think, um, I, I've given him a six overall, and I've said no to bringing him back. But that's a kind of, that's a soft no. Um, you could maybe, you could maybe say not first either way. Um, because I don't think we really saw much of him. Um, the kind of start-ish towards the middle of the season, I think. Um, he just didn't really kick on. I think after the first couple of games, I thought he looked quite good, and I think I'd said did a bit of the Matt Keiths about him, and I wish I could go back mm. and rescind that comment because. Yeah. Um, it's just not that, <laughs> yeah whoever he is um, I think in the end we saw more of the player that we thought that we were going to get throughout the season um, kind of like you said putting in big hits and the odd fight and blocking big shots and stuff like that and it just um, yeah, event- that. yeah and eventually can I get in amongst the scoring as well but yeah, again, by that point, it's probably a bit too late. Um, he's one of those ones, though, yeah. If you're getting last month Dyson Stevenson, I'd say absolutely keep him. But I don't yeah. think we can really afford to have the rest of the season Dyson Stevenson. Yeah, because it, I think, did Malcolm Cameron not say like that he would be AHL? Yeah, yeah. For COVID, which to me implies he'd be on a decent wage. So. Yeah, also yeah. implies he'd be probably unlikely to keep him. Mm. Yeah, possibly. It's a hard one. But uh, yeah. Let's see, let's see. Let's see what happens with him. Uh, and finally, Colton Yellowhorn, I think, definitely divides the crowd. This man. I have. I've given him a seven. 
because I like bits and pieces. <laughs> it's a good song. It's a good tune. Um, you know, he's, he's. I had him at the start of the season as a as a top top player, sort of top point scorer, an eight. Didn't quite live up to that. Still, somehow was over a point a game. I think was missing quite a lot of the time, and didn't really stand up to the speed and physical aspect of the league at times for me. Mm. And I think uh, was took a lot of face-offs as well. And I don't know what his face-off percentage was, but I I would I would look to to change him up with somebody who's again I want another more physical presence maybe a like the dream is a, a Lee Salters type one. <laughs> yeah, right? I knew but, I knew you were going that that way. Yeah, yeah, but I know, I know. But I want I, I'll take somebody with with a bit more presence and maybe again a, a big face off guy. Um, who doesn't maybe produce the same amount of points, but I just, I just, I can't really go over how he got that many points because I, <laughs> at times I was thinking this guy is just not up to the pace, but then he produced a couple of times in games like some excellent moments, mm. loads of assists, some big hits as well, which was quite funny. Yeah. Uh, so you know, he is obviously a top player. I think he'll he'll be earning a lot. I just I just personally didn't really take too much, and that's just it's just me. That's just my my thoughts. So I I would I would bring somebody else in. Okay, um, I've given him a seven and a half, but I've also said that I think he could be upgraded. Um. I think if you look at it on the on the face of it, he's had a good season. You would you would say looking at it, fifty six points from fifty six games. That is kind of what you want, really. Um, created plenty of opportunities. Um, I guess that's kind of what he was brought in to do. The obvious negative is that he's only scored eleven goals this season, which is you you know you'd want someone of his caliber to be. And at least double that. Um, I do think towards the end of the season we saw we saw a different Colton Yellowhorn. I think he seemed the more sort of in your face type player, um, having words with the ref, and um, oh. as you said as well, kind of used his body well to put in a few good hits, which was a, a bit of a surprise given given his size. Um, doesn't have a lot of speed, which is obviously a downfall as well. I think he struggles to, to get back at times and on breakaways, that kind of thing. He's, he's quite similar to Matt Beck in that respect, but obviously not not as productive. Um, it does have a good shot on him, but obviously that was seldom seen as well. Um, I wouldn't mind if he, if he came back, but... I, I would probably look to upgrade him, to be honest. 
Do you know what? I'd, I'd say, I would describe, you might agree or disagree with this, but as a slightly less effective, what I want him to be is a more, more effective Brendan Connolly. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting like, you say that, yeah. Like, I feel like he was, like you said, starting to be that sort of niggly guy that Connolly was. Yeah. But just didn't impact it as much as as he sort of did. And like yeah. Connolly was Connolly was very marmite, but always always was involved in a way that I don't quite think Yellowhorn was. Uh, and obviously gave that point production as well. Yeah, but there are but kind of similarities between between him and Stevenson, I guess, from that. Yeah, it's a different type of player. Difficult. Feel quite harsh that I'm giving a point a game guy. Saying that, saying that I want an upgrade, but I don't know. I guess that's what having a podcast is all about, really, isn't it? That's it. It's all about opinions. I don't. I. I don't think he was. I. I probably liked him more than you. I think. Yeah, I think he did. On the whole, but. Um, I think it was maybe like last season's Laporte for you. <laughs> right. Okay. Where like, I liked him more than you did. And if he yeah. stays around, he might be really good. And I'll think, why did I not like this guy? Yeah, I think I think I've said no to bringing him back just because, um, because well, one, he's age, and and two, just because of the type of player that he is, like that kind of Matt Becker type player without like like without the production sort of thing. So yeah, I don't know. He had, a, he had a decent enough season, I would say, but I think it's, I think we could, could get someone else in there. Yes, yeah, so we've made it through the list. If anybody's still listening, then fair play to you. Uh, just on the sort of award categories that we mentioned, I've kind of touched on some of them. Uh, I had Starrett as Player of the Year. I had Stenton as Brit, top Brit. Jones as D-Man, as I've said. Matthew Waz forwards, as I've also said. You'd you um, given un- underappreciated and overappreciated players. I found that very hard. I've actually said that I think Matthew Waz was incredibly, uh, incredible as it may sound, almost underappreciated at the time. <laughs> in, in the sense of like just how much he sort of brings to the team. Oh, that sounds a wee bit of nonsense. Uh, I think he was one of them. Um, I think other underappreciated players, maybe for me, Yellowhorn was underappreciated, mm. just based on what I've said. Um, and Haywood as well is, is kind of a, a career underappreciated guy. Yeah. Uh, as for over over appreciated, I really struggled with this. I actually have a question mark written down in my notes. Because uh, I'm not. Did we, do you have something you think's over appreciated? No, I don't. I don't really. Um, I guess the, the obvious the obvious candidate at the start of the season would have been Cody Saul, but I think I actually don't think fans. No, I think he kind of annoyed really people by the end. Yeah. Um, 
So no, maybe maybe leave that category blank. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I agree with you with the other ones. Player of the season for me is Shane Starrett. Brett is Liam Stenton. Defenseman Mitch Jones forward Matthew R. Underappreciated I went Nolan Laporte just from a personal perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. It's just it's kind of why I maybe said Yellowhorn because <laughs> yeah. it's like that where Laporte's maybe grown in your estimations and Yellowhorn might do the same. We might yeah. we might bring in an absolute shocker replacement for him and I'll think why did I I, I didn't appreciate him in that sense, but yeah, for I, yeah. I don't really think anybody based on their performance was over appreciated that didn't deserve it, so it's a tricky one. Um, um, but yeah. I'm gonna, sorry, I'm going to quickly go through some of the other things that we, some of, of our other pre-season predictions, mm-hmm. just sort of really yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so top scorers, you'd said Colton Yellowhorn. Um, I'd said Jamie Crooks for goals. <laughs> like Colton Yellowhorn for for points. Yeah. So I wasn't. Too I far away points wise, but yeah. it was obviously Matthew Wah was our top top point scorer. Um top penalty minutes. Um Sam you said Ronnie Southam. I went for the obvious Cody Sol. It was of course Cody Sol. Um, yeah, of course it was. Stupid prediction there. <laughs> Favourite D man. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. No, I don't no, it has to be. It's a, it's a bit, of, bit of fun. I know, no, I know, it's brilliant. Um, we both, we both mentioned Miko Vinan, and I stuck with Miko Vinan, but I think you'd said Medric Mercy. Yeah, I did. I did. That's a disgrace. <laughs> um, favorite forward. Again, we're both, both really high on Colton Yellowhorn going into the season. Um, I said Yellowhorn slash Stevenson, so. Again, not not winning any awards there. Least favourite. We both mentioned Rodney Southam, and I'd said to Colin Campbell as well. So I think I think we did. I pretty see well you there. that there. I think we did pretty well. I mean, yeah, obviously it the answer. Perfect. Obviously the answer is Jamie Crooks, and um, that will always be the case. But a, a close, a close second and third there, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, we're absolute. Stuck on worst prediction of the season is is joint both mine, Medric Mercy and Shane Starrett just being good but not exceptional. <laughs> yeah, I think um, yeah, Jamie Crooks for goals for me is that yeah, that's up there as well. Yeah, um, one one to watch. You'd said well, you'd mentioned three players. You'd mentioned Gautier. Vinan and, and Mercy. That's uh, terrible. <laughs> uh, I said Goatee, which I'm not really happy about, really, to be honest, but that is what it is. Clan's, clan fans' favourite, we both said Cody Soul slash uh, Dyson Stevenson. I actually think... I, 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 think, think, no, I think Nolan Laporte's getting that. Oh, yeah, Laporte is, I think. I think Laporte's fans' favourite, and I've got no issues with that. Slash uh, Mitch Jones. Yes. Potentially. Not really get any problems. And Shane Starrett, 
Oh, of course, yeah. To be honest. Yeah. I mean, we both picked, I think, Saul because of what we thought he would bring. But actually, I think he was... He's, he's a lot of fans' least favourite by the end of the season. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, that was a category as well that you'd said Yellowhorn if he doesn't perform. Slash Colin Campbell slash Quinn O'Brien. So you, you, you kind of got that a wee bit there. Yeah, yeah, I said Campbell. And then season prediction was where you you came into your own here. You said Clan would finish sixth, which they did. Finishing uh-huh. above Manchester, Fife, Dundee, and then you were kind of you were kind of going between for the last one, but you went you went with Nottingham. <laughs> um, over uh, Coven, Coventry, yeah, um, and I'd said Clan pushing for fourth. Clan will make Which the playoff true, final though. weekend. The pushing uh, for fourth is kind of true. Yeah, um, the playoff thing is yeah. We both yeah, thought they would more, after more they got to the, yeah. yeah that position, but. Aye, it's uh, yeah, some good, some bad in there, but but some horrific as well. So <laughs> yeah. it's an area to work on for next season. Is my That's predictions. It. That's it. Uh, a couple of people were were good enough to to get in touch when when we asked asked a couple of questions. So Kenny Clan fan had said he, he wanted both netminders back. Uh, he actually had a, had quite a lot of quite a lot of uh, players he liked in the team more, more I would say more than us. Uh, he wanted Stenton, Jones, Shoup, Bookaboom and Walks for D. Gautier, Campbell, Wall, Laporte, Haywood, Ferguson, Stevenson, Buesa and Schmier forwards. That's uh, which is a, a big core, but fair enough, Kenny. I, I think you have been just a bit a bit generous there. Um, he wants Tanner Eberle from Sheffield uh, excellent player I think if obviously if we could get him yeah, I would take yeah. him but maybe a wee bit unrealistic for us uh, and completely agree Scott Pitt Matt Haywood should be on the wall of fame Zach Fitzgerald mm, not really for me but I understand he was he was liked <laughs> Uh, I think we kind of touched on that a bit a bit last week about the Wall of Fame, um, yeah, and I think that I think that will come up in the off season. Now we've got the arena stuff sorted. Yeah, uh, but I'd imagine we'll be talking about nothing else in the off season. <laughs> yeah, not a bit signing, just the Wall of Fame. <laughs> uh, Scott Gilmore wanted everyone back apart from Cody Saul. Harry Ferguson, Jamie Crooks, and Jordan Blesser. <laughs> uh, again, maybe maybe Scott was watching a different team at times than I was, but fair. Thanks for thanks for the opinion. Matt Ginn, he wants to bring in from Manchester, which is actually a, an interesting call because he's a guy who went from best goaltender in the league to to been out for I think most of that season with injury unfortunately uh, 
Yeah. I think if we, yeah, top goaltender, not as good as Starrett for me. Uh, but if for some reason wanted to leave Manchester and, and be a, a sort of four out of every ten games goaltender, then possibly it's not the most ridiculous shout. Yeah, I think that's, to be honest, he's the, the, the kind of, I guess, the kind of netminder that I was thinking of that maybe come in and, and be a number two. Um, whether he'd want to do that or not, I don't know. Um, I don't see him coming in in, in place of Starrett either. Um, so it's an interesting call. I think, yeah, it's kind of hard, like, Boess and Ferguson to get rid of them because then you're you're kind of stuck with you're stuck for Brits really. Um, so and again, I can kind of understand it, but yeah, there's definitely. I mean, we've we've been through it, but I think there's a lot more that we would get rid of. Yeah, yeah, we're we're uh, we're in um, the harsh general manager category. <laughs> uh, Tanya. I said players from the, the Brit pack we must keep would be Stenton on a full-time, which I think is bang on with what we said. Uh, he's proved more than capable, and obviously Haywood doesn't think that Jordan McLaughlin will hang around because Malcolm Cameron didn't play him. That's a good point. Yeah, an yeah, I think we kind of said that. Uh, and would have Charlie Combs or JJ Pickenich from other teams. I mean, it's impossible to argue with both of those. I think JJ Pickenich will be uh, probably the most sought after player in the league, certainly in the top, yeah. top three. Um, and Charlie Combs, I think, yeah, was was it another excellent Pasha signing? I mean, yeah, uh, when we come to just, I'm sorry. Not the microphone over there, but we come to just quietly talk about players from other teams. Uh, I mean, Pasha is superb at finding these kind of guys. Um, I personally think he will move up to a, to a higher level or, or a certainly a higher level team in the league. Um, but if not, you know, if, if Dundee can manage to keep him, then uh, it'll be it'll be great again. I think really really impressed with them this year. Um, and then Fogies Aces has said Conway from Belfast. Uh, and yeah, who can argue with that? Excellent player. Will be superb. I think in the World Championships for for GB. Kind of weird to think of him as as a Brit, but but I think he is classed as one. So. Um, top top season sort of looked like one of those niggly guys as well that annoyed annoyed the opposition and obviously returned a, a superb points tally um, realistically for me out, definitely out of our reach but if he's not back in Belfast then he'll be he'll be on the up somewhere else yeah for sure I think when I put it out it was just a so, who would you like to see rather than who was realistic? Oh, yeah. When we've done it, which I think we'll 
come on to, but maybe just kind of run through names rather than going to any sad depth with them. Cause yeah, no, absolutely. That's... We've already we've already been been on for yeah. well well over two hours. So if you're still here, I mean, credit to you. Yeah, yeah. So we're. I think that's that is how we'll end this one going through. The other teams, I've done it, uh, picking out who I think we would benefit from having. Obviously, these top guys, anybody would benefit from, but I'm just thinking positionally and based on what I've said, I'd want to upgrade. And then also the element of who I think we could possibly get. So, yeah, uh, just quickly run through. From Belfast, I've said I think we could we could benefit from a, a Mark Garside, Kieran Long, or uh, Lewis Hook. I've picked three Brits there. I think we could yeah. like an ex- an experienced defenseman in Garside, local lad. <laughs> we could we <laughs> yeah. could just do with somebody who who knows the league like that. And I think the other two Brits. I mean, Kieran Long is has been a, a very impressive forward at times and also played D. And then Lewis Hook, I think's a good talent as well. So. One of those guys. Cardiff, I've said, get Ben Davis back. Okay. And also also Josh Waller. Another Brits. I'm picking a lot of Brits here. Mm-hmm. But I think really speedy, skilled guy. And I think he was maybe given some kind of young player of the year award recently. So, again, maybe not realistic for us, but that's my kind of player I'd like to see. Coventry, uh, Johnny Curran, Nathaniel Halbert. Two that stood out for me. Uh, Gabriel Desjardins at Dundee and Spencer Dorowitz and Sebastian Bengtsson. They done <laughs> the top players. Yeah. Uh, Fife, I've said, I think it's Jacob Benson. Uh, basically nobody, but I think quite a young guy who who did all right. Um, Guilford, I've said Jamal Watson. I think he's going to go to a bigger team in the league. To be honest, um, yeah, I think he was he was excellent. Like could do it all on defence, really athletic and produced points and fast and whatever else. Uh, and also, guy Turner Ripplinger that they just brought in towards the end of the year, but I quite liked him. The stuff that I saw and I think scored in the. In the playoff final weekend as well, um, looked like a good player. Manchester, obviously Adam Brady. Also quite like Scott Simmons, who's a centre. Uh, just a kind of possible upgrade and one of the guys we've some of the guys we've got. Nottingham, I've said Matthew Myers because he's got a bit of size. Definitely wins pretty much every face off, and if he's looking for it a change in, in team as a Brit then try and get him I think he's maybe got one or two years left in him uh, Sheffield it's hard to pick guys from these teams because <laughs> yeah realistic going to get them I've said David Phillips because I, I want improvements in the defence and again as a Brit I'm, I'm kind of trying to champion that but uh, I've also said uh, John Armstrong there, because he kind of fits that profile. I've said of a, a bigger guy who plays centre and a bit more presence than what we've got. 
Uh, and I've also said, just as a laugh, try and get Brendan Connolly back. Um, Those are the guys. Yeah, no, I mean, that is, there's a good, a good selection in there. Um, I had a couple of similar ones to you, so I, I said Brendan Connolly as well. Um, you may want to come back. Well, who knows? Yeah, exactly. Um, the other one I had that was the same as you was Ben Davis. Um, he he would provide that that sort of forward, um, Brit type player that we were looking for that has, um, speed and is, um, relatively good point production for a Brit as well. So, um, this guy replaced him. No, no. Um, I know, and that is that is a concern as well. Um, talking about uh, other Brits, I had one other one um, which I had was uh, Tom Drukkus. Um, yeah, well, he's actually Latvian, but as a as down as a Brit, um, he's Dundee was it? Dundee last season, yeah. Um, he's also had spells at Cardiff as well, so. Um, and again, he's quite young. So if you're looking for somebody like that, um, a kind of younger Brit guy, I think he would be achievable as well, coming from Dundee. Um, but we'll see. We'll see with that. Um, I just had uh, a couple of other ones that I'd mentioned. Um, and Ian Waters. Yeah. From Guildford, I think he's the he's the Jamie Crooks that Jamie Crooks was supposed to be. Um. I don't think it's too much of a stretch to be to, to go and get him, given that he's been in Guildford for four seasons now, and nobody else is gonna mm-hmm. win for him. He's maybe looking for a for a change. Um, so you know, so I've got him. I had uh, Jared Van Warmer from Manchester. Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Um, just kind of generally been impressed with him anytime I've seen him play against Clan. Um, is that kind of bit That's of a stronger? Name. Yeah, stronger forward as well. He can um, obviously put up points, and I think he can be even better in a in a better team as well. Um, so I think he would be a good fit for us. Um, Dundee, I went. I went Philip Sanch. Is that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a you know very skilled forward. Um, is a bit undersized, but it's not really been an issue for him. Almost a point a game guy this season. Uh, I think he can do a job for us in the same way that that Schmier did. Um maybe on a maybe on a second line perhaps. Um I had uh had any Belfast D man if they were looking to upgrade. Uh, just as yep. a general <laughs> just a general thing. Um I'd seen some some folk were talking about Kyle Haas as well. I don't want him anywhere near us. Just, just because of the penalty minutes and stuff like that. But I would take Calvis Ozil's. <laughs> After that, <laughs> Conor McGregor walk. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not for that. I think he's uh, only he'd... for that. <laughs> yeah, I think he would give you a bit more physicality at the back. Um, he is a bit of a wind up merchant, as we've seen, but 
I think he's good at his job and he doesn't he doesn't take penalties with it either, which is uh, something to note. So uh, that was actually got a massive shock. Yeah, uh huh. Um, as we know. So uh, that was a that was maybe a bit a bit of a stretch to the last one, but some other ones in there. Yeah, no, it's obviously as as the team comes together, we'll we'll be there. Be there every signing along the way in the off season. Hopefully, but well, yeah, that's it. Most of them, anyway. And and whoever's made it this long, obviously, a great way to sum up the season. That was good. Uh, enjoyed that bumper, bumper edition. Yep. So we'll we'll definitely be recording over the next couple of weeks as more news comes in. Um, but. I guess for this season, thanks for everyone who's listened and all the social media interaction stuff and look forward to seeing where we where we can go from here. Yeah, it's been good. There's, there's been a, a noticeable increase as well in, uh, in social media interactions, which is always always good. Um, yeah, content must be half decent. <laughs> exactly. It just keeps getting better and better. That's why more people... More people are listening than ever before. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been fun, obviously. Thanks. Thanks as ever for turning up people. When next time we speak to you, we'll we'll start to see a, a new look clan. So looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um can't wait. Can't wait to see what, what Malcolm Cameron's got up his sleeve, who's speaking to a hundred players in February or whatever. So <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll just we'll be talking the league, winning, oh. winning the league next season. <laughs> Still a hundred spare imports next season, but yeah, ah, well, we've got the budget now, I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. If we can carry Jamie Crooks for a whole season, then yeah, we've got the budget for yeah, that much baggage. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so until next time, cheers, folks, and have a nice off season. Cheers. <laughs>